I want to take this opportunity to congratulate my friends Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on their historic victory. No, we will not take this fraud. No, we will not wave the white flag of surrender. No, we will not let the Democrats get away with a coup overthrowing democracy itself as the rhino class demands that we accept this fraudulent election. Welcome to the Jacob Johnston Show. So the rhino class is out there trying to tell us, oh, we just need to roll over and play dead. Wave the white flag of surrender while the Democrats get away with this massive, over-the-top, overt election fraud. Now, I thought initially I was going to come on here and I was going to go through all the evidence of fraud, but that's all already all over the place. You know, that's already, you can get that through Steven Crowder. You can get that through Dan Bongino. You can get that through Mark Levin. Me going through and repeating all of the evidence, me going through and once again, talking about, you know, the illegal changes and violation of the constitution that the judges tried to make in order for the Democrats to get away with this fraud through the mail-in ballot system, the connections between the Clinton Foundation and Nancy Pelosi and all those malfunctioning voting machines, all the instances of people voting who have certified death certificates from years ago going all the way back to the 1950s. I, I, I mean, I can go through all of that if you want, but you've already heard that, haven't you? You're already examining the evidence, and this is already going to court. Now, I first want to try and go through and address all of those rhinos demanding that we wave the white flag and try to claim, oh, yes, but this means we're going to come back and we're going to come back strong in 2022. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I'll explain that here in a moment. Just like I'm going to explain here why all those people trying to say, no, 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 no. You know, we you know, we may have lost Trump, you know, you know, the general has fallen, but we are winning the war because we retained the Senate. We took back lots of seats in the house and we have all these state legislatures and governors. Nobody cares. Nobody actually cares about that. What good are they? What good is having any of that? If at a time when we have the white house, the Senate. We got a constitutional majority, uh, which really has yet to be seen, on the Supreme Court. We have all these state legislatures and governors. And at that very moment, the Democrats are able to steal an election through massive over-the-top fraud. And the first reaction by the Republicans is wave the white flag of surrender. All of that is useless. All of that is absolutely meaningless. If the Democrats are able to steal an election, with the most massive election fraud that we have ever witnessed in American history, and all they did was just wave the white flag of surrender. If after coming out in massive numbers to vote for Republicans at unseen numbers ever witnessed, and within just three days, they stab us in the back 
and tell us to accept a massive screw job? You think anybody's going to come out and vote for that in 2022? You think anybody's going to give a shit about the Republican Party after this? Hell, do you even think there's going to be a Republican Party after this? Why? What good is voting for all these Republicans when all they do is just roll over, cower, and let the Democrats continue to chip away at our constitutional rights? Rise up terrorist organizations to attack us without any consequences, without any pushback, to just be able to steal elections outright. Why, why, why would we care about the Republican Party anymore? This is the straw that is breaking the camel's back. This is the straw that's breaking the camel's back because we are realizing that voting isn't doing anything, isn't changing anything. Secondly, do you think after the Democrat Party has successfully overthrown the president through the use of massive election fraud? That if they get away with that, that they're going to come back in 2022 after they've retaken control of the executive branch and just like Obama, use every federal agency at their disposal to target political opponents, that they're suddenly going to come back in 2022 and say, hey, you know what? We're sorry. We promise this time we'll have a free and fair election. No, of course not. There is no chance. And do you think anybody honestly believes that if they are able to get away with this election fraud, that they, after they have successfully overthrown democracy itself, do you think anybody has any hope, any belief, any confidence of a free and fair election in 2022? Hell no. So why would anybody show up in an election that they know is rigged, where the results are being predetermined at this moment by the Democrat Party, as they are planning and scheming how they're going to overthrow that election as well? Why would anybody bother showing up, knowing our votes don't matter, knowing that the Democrats will just be able to rig the elections again? See, this time they focused on Trump. That was their primary objective. That was their one ultimate goal because they thought they could at least take the, because they thought they would take the Senate, honestly. You know, they thought that was a possibility. And so they didn't bother rigging the down ballot races. They were focused solely on the top of the ticket right now. So after that, next election, they're going to target how they're going to rig and overthrow the election again for all the down-ballot races, for the House, for the Senate, for the state legislature. They got away with it with the president, at least they think they have at this particular point in time. Why not do it again? To rig the rest of the elections, to rig the rest of the races. in order to destroy what little remains of our democracy. Okay, so now I'm done ranting and raving about the rhinos and all the people saying just roll over and play dead. Now it's time that we start talking about solutions here. And look, don't get me wrong here. In a democracy, you know, when you have free and fair elections, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you live on to fight another day. It's one thing to have a free and fair election and lose legitimately. All right, that's just the nature of democracy. 
It's another thing to have an election, win a massive electoral landslide, and then have it stolen through blatant, outright fraud. At that point, we don't have a democracy. Okay, so what can we do about this? Well, I see two paths that we can take at this particular point. Okay, so let's outline path one. One, do what Trump is doing right now. Challenge this through the court. Challenge all the blatant violations of election laws. Challenge all the blatant fraud at the Supreme Court. Now, we're supposed to have a constitutional majority on the Supreme Court, right? That's what we were told. We were told that these judges that Trump appointed were solid constitutionalists. So let's see whether or not that's true. Let's see if whether or not there is any legitimacy to the Supreme Court, or if that is an irredeemably defunct institution of government that is just overrun by massive fraud. Now, people are going, yeah, there's so much political pressure on them. There's so much political. They are lifetime appointments, and they're lifetime appointments for a reason, so that they are not susceptible to political pressure, they're not, that they're not susceptible to worrying about being thrown out of office if they don't deliver the results that a certain side wants. No, they are lifetime appointments because their only fidelity is supposed to be to the Constitution, to the law. And now we're about to see whether or not that is the case. So when Trump goes to the Supreme Court, if there is any legitimacy to the Supreme Court, what are they going to do? Okay, well, they're going to go through and enforce what the Constitution says and what the state laws are, the laws that are on the book, not what some lower court judge tried to pull in rewriting the law. So what does that mean? Well, Justice Alito has come out and confirmed, hey, you know, these ballots that came in after the polls closed per state law need to be separated. Why? because they're likely to be thrown out. That is tens of thousands of fraudulent votes that are about to be thrown out. Okay. What else? Well, chances are there's going to be a demand that there is a recount and that both the Democrats and the Republicans are going to be present at the recount and that every vote casted is going to have to be verified. They're going to have to be verified that, one, those people are actually alive or were alive at the time the votes were cast. You know, not people who died back in 2013, not people who died all the way back to 1951, right? But that they were living, breathing people at the time of the election. Two, that those ballots were cast by people who were legal, lawful residents of that state, right? People who tried coming in from out of state to do same-day registration and cast a ballot. No, those will be tossed out as well. Now, when it comes into the mail-in votes, okay, so there was an issue here where the Democrats violated election laws because here's what happens when you have mail-in ballots. You're supposed to have both a Democrat and a Republican present as a vote counter opens up 
the envelope so that both of them can verify that this was a valid election envelope. And then they see the security envelope and they both verify. Then they open up the ballot. They check it left and, you know, front and back, right? And either side has the opportunity to say, I object. And if either one of them objects, they put it into the objection pile to be reviewed by an election judge. If neither one of them objects, then it goes into another pile to go on to be counted, right? All those votes, all those mail-in ballots that were open while the Democrats were violating election law and blocking Republicans from having the opportunity by law that is required by law to verify the validity of that ballot as it was being open, all of those ballots are going to have to be tossed out, right? And yes, I know some people are going to say, well, you're disenfranchising the vote. No, the Democrats did that when they irreparably tainted those ballots by blatantly violating the election laws of that state. So those are going to have to be tossed out. Okay, so also beyond Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, there's also going to be mandatory recounts that are going to have to be. Now, I know the the Trump administration or the Trump campaign has not yet filed the lawsuits for this, but they are likely to, and this is going to go to the Supreme Court, where they're going to challenge Nevada, right? Because there was a lot of violation of Nevada's election laws committed by the Democrats. We know of thousands upon thousands of illegal votes by non-residents of the state, deceased people. We know about how inaccurate the voter rolls were, where people were receiving up to 15 um, ballots, or what, well, let me be a little more conservative here, up to 10 ballots at a single resident for people who haven't lived at that resident in years. All of these ballots at, at locations where there was massive fraud and the Democrats engaged in blatantly illegal activity violating election law, all of those places are going to have to engage in recounts where the Republican poll watchers are going to be present and have the ability to challenge any illegitimate vote and require that every ballot be verified as being a valid ballot under the election laws of that state, and that any ballot found to be illegally casted are going to be tossed out. Now, if that happens, it's over for Biden. If the Democrats had any confidence whatsoever that a Biden victory has any legitimacy to it, they wouldn't be out there fighting this. They wouldn't be out there trying to quickly declare that they're the victory and start illegitimately using the term president-elect as it relates to Joe Biden. Because right now, there is no president-elect. Anybody trying to claim that Joe Biden is, at this time, president-elect is fake news. They are frauds, right? That has not been determined in any way, shape, or form. This is a contested election due to all the massive fraud that we have seen. Now, what about, you know, options outside of the Supreme Court, right? We do have other options besides the Supreme Court if the Supreme Court fails. And you know what? These state legislatures should not wait for a Supreme Court ruling 
in order to enact this. So, according to the Constitution, the state legislatures are the sole authority in determining what the election laws are. So, what should the Republicans that control the legislature in Pennsylvania and Michigan, and I think Wisconsin as well, what should they do? They should immediately order a complete and full audit of the election. A complete and full audit. They themselves shouldn't even bother waiting for a Supreme Court ruling. They should order a complete and full audit of the election. The verification of of the validity of every vote that was cast, including signatures, you know, matches, right? To confirm who was in the the legal resident of that state who was alive. And they should also have a complete audit of what ballots came in after the election was over according to the laws of that state, right? They should order a complete audit, right? And they themselves should just automatically remove and disregard any uh, illegal ballots or fraud, fraudulent ballots themselves when they go through to certify the results. And if, if the Democrats who control the governorship, who control the state agencies that engaged in this massive voter fraud, if they refuse to cooperate in any way, shape, or form, then those state legislatures should just refuse to certify the result. Now, I know how the Democrats are going to try and play this. Oh, they're trying to steal the election. No, we're trying to take back the election that you stole through fraud. See, they're going off and trying to claim that everything was on the up and up, that Joe Biden is declared the president-elect because they want to you know, have a narrative out there that when all of the fraud is weeded out and we get to the true election result, if that turns out to be Trump, they want a narrative to claim that Trump stole the election and to have a narrative for the next four years of why they think Trump is illegitimate. The first four years, they just kept claiming Trump Russia, Trump Russia. They claimed he was illegitimate because of Russia. Now they're trying to build the narrative to claim that he was illegitimate in this election if he succeeds at weeding out all of the fraud. So the state legislatures should order an immediate, immediate audit of all the ballots of their state, of the entire election. And if the Democrats try to obstruct those legislatures should just automatically refuse to certify the results, which means those electoral votes don't matter. You know, those electoral votes will not be cast in the election, and then the electoral votes needed to win the election is decreased by that amount, right? That resets what the threshold is, and it strips Biden of those of those electoral votes that he is trying to claim illegitimately. All right. So that is the option that we have through the state legislatures. And also, you know, for you uh, legislatures out there, you should, regardless of how this turns out, order an immediate and total investigation into the election of your state to investigate, for instances of fraud, who was involved in this massive fraud, 
And then as you deliver your report, here's everybody that we found who deliberately, knowingly, and purposely engaged in this fraud. And we demand they be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And if those governors and those attorney generals refuse to prosecute, or prosecute, what am I talking about here? Refuse to prosecute the, the criminals who engaged in such massive election fraud, then you need to go through your state's process of impeaching those governors, impeaching those attorney generals for being co-conspirators in a massive election crime. That's what you need to be doing. In fact, if they try to obstruct your investigation into these, this election fraud, not only should you refuse to certify, you should immediately start impeachment proceedings against that governor, against that attorney general, immediately for obstructing justice. Because you, you state legislature, have the sole authority in determining election law. And you have the sole oversight authority here. Okay, so now let's go ahead and talk about option number three. And option number three means that we have two paths that we can take here. Right? Two paths. And we have to decide which path we want to go and then what that path means. So let's go ahead and talk about the big elephant in the room, the option of last resort here, and that is the exercise of the Second Amendment. All right, because this is what we are witnessing here in this massive of, of massive, ah, I'm getting a little tongue-tied here, this massive over-the-top fraud to steal an election is exactly what the Second Amendment was designed for, intended for, for when corruption becomes so blatant that we have no other recourse. When democracy itself is threatened and overthrown, the Second Amendment was intended to be the option of last resort, the last line of defense to protect our democracy. And over the years, I've heard people talking about, we are on a collision course for a second civil war. And when I first started hearing that, I dismissed it as crazy talk. You know, things that someone would say because they were drunk or they were high, or at least I assumed, you know, I'd be thinking, what the hell are you smoking? You know, and I would just dismiss it. You know, it's just crazy anger talk. You know, people just talking out of their ass. But as time goes on and we see the massive corruption, and now, after we see what the Democrats did in, in this election to steal this election through outright fraud, I'm, I'm not dismissing it as crazy talk anymore. I'm thinking that we are almost on a collision course, an irreversible collision course to a civil war here because of what the Democrats did. Right? And the Second Amendment, there is a lot of people who have been stocking up you know, especially seeing how the left has been engaging and promoting domestic terrorists as a way to get what they want politically. And how they've been refusing to allow the police to step in and protect the citizens from these terrorists. 
And as we go forward, we know that there's going to be a massive walkout of police officers across this country when they know that their options of staying on the job are going to be to either let people just kill them, you know, just stand there as a sitting duck for criminals to kill them or face prosecution by this, well, if Biden gets into office by his administration, by the Department of Justice. You either let criminals kill you or we're going to send you to jail. Police officers aren't going to stand for that. Police officers aren't going to stay on the job for that. And so, you know, as I see this, if the Democrats don't stop this immediate fraud, they could be setting us on an irreversible course towards civil war as people are looking to the Second Amendment. Because what do you think is going to happen here? Now, yes, I will explain to you course number two and why I think course number two may be the way to go, right? But we still have to address course number one, right? But what do you think is going to happen here when people see elections stolen outright through such over-the-top fraud and every institution, every system designed to protect the integrity of our election, such massive fraud from being able to take place fails and fails miserably on a massive scale. What do you think is going to happen as people no longer have any faith whatsoever that we still have a democracy, that we still have a voice in government, that we still have the ability to choose our elected leaders? What do you think is going to happen in that situation? People are going to start turning to the Second Amendment to stop this blatant theft, to stop the overthrow of democracy, to stop the rising tyrannical left from overthrowing this government that they are trying to do at this very moment. you're, You're setting us up on a very dangerous situation. And the media knows this and they don't care. I mean, right now, the media is building a powder keg by falsely proclaiming Joe Biden is the president-elect at this very moment, while the election is still contested and going through the courts due to the massive fraud, they are building a powder keg. They are trying to threaten this country. Oh, don't you stop this fraud. We've already declared him the president-elect. We're already calling him president-elect Joe Biden. If you were to reverse that now, if you were to go through and eliminate all the fraud right now, Oh, the left? Oh, they're going to think that you stole the election rather than stopping the left from stealing the election. But they're going to think you stole the election. And oh, you think there was violence you know, before? You haven't even begun to see violence. No, we will not give in to terrorism. We will not give in to the threat of violence. And simultaneously, we will not give in and just give up our democracy just because you want a violent overthrow you know, that you're going to want to violently overthrow it because you did not succeed in stealing this election. But we're not going to let you just steal the election. And if you destroy our democracy this way, if you overthrow the integrity of the election through massive fraud and every system and institution designed to protect it fails, what other option are you giving us in order to protect and defend the Constitution and democracy itself?
Okay, so that is the big elephant in the room, that the left is pushing us towards a collision course to civil war. But is there an option that we can employ that avoids civil war? Yes. Do I think the Republican Party has the balls and the backbones to do it? Probably not. But if they want to avoid people rising up, trying to exercise the Second Amendment to restore democracy to the United States and the integrity of the election, here's what the Republican Party needs to do across this country, right? All the way from the U.S. Senate to every state where the Republicans control the legislative branch and the governorship, right? So if you want to avoid this collision course towards civil war, and yet you're still going to roll over and allow this fraud, Joe Biden, to illegally occupy, to fraudulently occupy the White House of the United States, here's what you need to do. You're going to need to go through and make life hell for the Democrats. You need to make them pay a massive, overwhelming price for this over-the-top theft of our election. Now, what does that look like? Okay, starting at the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell should immediately, during this lame duck session, with one single vote, confirm all remaining Trump appointees to the judicial branch now. No, don't wait. Right now, at this very moment, during the lame duck session, hold a vote to immediately confirm all remaining Trump judicial appointee. Okay, that is number one. Two, if Biden nominates any judges, refuse to confirm. Refuse to confirm any judge that this illegitimate, if Biden gets into office, this illegitimate president who is who will always have an asterisk, who's only in office due to massive fraud, if you allow him to be seated, Make sure you block 100% of his judicial nominees, right? He doesn't get a single judge on the court, right? That's number two. Number three, if Biden attempts to re-enter the United States into the Paris Climate Accords, take it to court immediately. Challenge it as a treaty and a violation of the Constitution. Challenge it as a treaty that requires Senate confirmation. Make it so that, and when you do this, make sure that you do what the left does and go judge shopping, right? Go judge shopping and go to the places where we have constitutionalists, solid constitutionalists, and challenge his attempts to re-enter the United States and the Paris Climate Accords. Challenge that as a treaty needing Senate confirmation. Number three, okay, for the state Senate, challenge all regulations. Any regulation that Biden tries to implement, you know, doing the whole, like Obama, I have a pen and a phone, right? Any regulation that he writes that has any resemblance to looking like a law, which means it has an enforcement and penalty mechanism on 
the private sector. You know, anything that is beyond the telling government agencies, here's our standard operating procedures, anything that has any resemblance to law, immediately file an injunction and a lawsuit uh, declaring those regulations unconstitutional as all lawmaking authority, according to the Constitution, resides in the legislative branch. That way, he can't try and implement the Paris Climate Accord or anything else through the executive branch, because that will be unconstitutional for him to try and write laws through the regulatory process. Challenge all of that, right? Challenge absolutely everything. You're going to make it so that he can't get a damn thing done. You will not give an ounce of legitimacy to this illegitimate president if he manages to succeed in stealing this election through this massive fraud, right? You will not pass anything that he wants through the Senate beyond the basic constitutional responsibilities of government. And don't be afraid of government shutdown. If they try to implement stuff by stuffing it into must-pass bills, then you will reject that. You will throw out all of their stuff, and then you'll pass your own versions like the Defense Authorization Act, right? You will only pass a bill that only funds our military and Department of Justice, right? So you'll go through uh, that, okay? Immediately file a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of DACA. See, we were in the courts headed towards a ruling uh, that DACA was unconstitutional. Then Trump won, and we dropped the lawsuit because we figured, oh, Trump's just going to throw it out anyways. We don't need to pursue the lawsuit. Now, the left was able to stall. I don't get how. You know, the repeal of DACA, you know, DACA is unconstitutional. It's not even law. It was just an executive order. How they can claim that one president has the authority to implement something through executive order and one president does not have the ability to repeal an executive order is astonishing. But now that we got a constitutional majority, at least we think we do, on the Supreme Court, take it. Take it directly to court. Challenge DACA. Eliminate it. Right? They're going to pay a completely heavy price for this. And whether or not the Senate files that lawsuit, every state should file that lawsuit. Now, there is a long list of things that I can come up with just off of the top of my head that we can do through the Senate alone to make life hell for the Democrats, to make them pay a huge, massive price for this. But instead of going through all that list, I'm just going to name one last thing off the top of my head. And that is to do to Biden what they did to Trump. That means Every cabinet position that requires Senate confirmation, make it take the maximum amount of time. Gum up that work. Gum that up. You know, slow it down. Throw the monkey in the wrench. You remember what the Democrats did to President Trump? Where they demanded, you know, that they go through the full extensive debate, that they make there uh, be a requirement for at least 30 hours of Senate, you know, debate or, you know, 30 hours of review for each individual cabinet position that was being nominated by Trump, do the exact same thing to Biden. 
do the exact same thing. Slow down that process. Make it take years for him to be able to fill his cabinet, just like they made it take years for Trump to be able to fill his cabinet. Go through and just stick it to them. Okay. So that's just a few things off of the top of my head that we can do to enact a very heavy price on the Democrats through the Senate. But wait, I'm not done. Oh, I'm far from done because there's a lot of things that we can do on the state level that is going to enact an even heavier price on the Democrats for engaging in this blatant over-the-top election fraud and trying to install this completely illegitimate Joe Biden as president. Okay, so now let's go ahead and talk about what we can do at the state level. What we can do at the state level to enact an overwhelming price on the Democrats for this fraudulent theft of our elections, for this blatant overthrow of democracy. Okay, so as stated, what the state legislatures should do in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and even down in Georgia, yes, in Georgia, what they should immediately do is have a full investigation over what happened in our election. Then they should definitely release a report publicly detailing all the fraud that was committed in the election and what the true legitimate result of the election was, right? That's one of the first things that they should do, right? And then they should present a detailed report of everybody involved in election crimes, everyone who violated election laws, court orders, and all that in order to enact this fraud and send them to the state attorney general and the governor's office for prosecution. And any governor or state attorney general that refuses to prosecute these blatant evidence-based election fraud crimes, any one of them that refuses to prosecute that should be immediately impeached by that state legislature. And then the replacement governor and replacement attorney general should prosecute these frauds to the fullest extent of the law with the maximum imposed penalty for prison time. So that is one thing that we can do in order to enact a heavy price. And what do you think is going to happen when we start doing that? What do you think is going to happen when we start prosecuting people for election crimes? They're going to roll. They're going to roll over and start naming names of who ordered this massive fraud. And what do you think is going to happen after that? What do you think is going to happen to a Joe Biden presidency when it has confirmed beyond any and all reasonable doubt that he lost the election, that his presidency is completely illegitimate? You think he's going to survive that? You think he's? No, there will be overwhelming calls and demands that he be immediately removed from office and the true rightful president of the United States be reinstalled as the legitimate president that he is. Okay, so there is that, you know, so I actually have that as one and two, 
investigate all crimes committed in this election, all instances of fraud, prosecute those who violated election laws, and impeach any Democrat governor and attorney general that refuses to prosecute these blatant evidence-based crimes. But what else can we do? Well, uh, well, we can go through and we can purge all the voter rolls of all dead people. We can make same-day voter registration illegal in that state. And for any legislature that's going, well, they'll just get a judge that will, no, the judge, the judge can't do that. You can challenge that any such ruling because the United States Constitution, the federal constitution, gives you sole authority in the legislature, not the governor, but the legislature, the ability to decide what the election laws are in your state. So don't worry about that. You know, go through, outlaw same-day voter registration, purge the voter rolls of everybody who has died and no longer a resident of that state. Don't give them any ability to try and enact this massive fraud in 2020. Okay, so that is another thing that we can do. Now we start getting to the good stuff. Oh, yes. Now we start getting to the really good stuff that will be the heaviest of prices on the Democrats. Okay, number one for that. Well, actually, I guess that's more like number four, but as far as the heaviest prices that the Democrats will pay, the tech companies. Yes, you at the state level, you can do something right now to enact the heaviest price on Facebook, on Twitter on YouTube that were co-conspirators in this massive election fraud who have been going off and acting as nothing more than the Democrats' version of North Korea state media, of the Chinese Communist Party media. You can take action and take action decisively in the state to enact a heavy price on that. So what do we do there? Well, where we have control of both the legislative and the executive branch in the states. You should immediately pass a law that makes it illegal for any tech company claiming to be a platform under Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act to engage in any online censorship, including use of so-called fact checkers or, or employ any algorithm that discriminates on the content, on the basis of, well, anything, anything whatsoever. If they discriminate in any way, shape, or form and create in any kind of unfair playing field on content, giving favorability to certain points of views while while throttling and banning other points of views, right? If they employ that in any way, shape, or, or form, continue the use of these fake fact checkers or discriminate in any way of who does and does not get to monetize on their platform. If they allow anybody to monetize, then they have to allow everybody, including a person who may only have one follower to be able to monetize their content 
with advertisements and make money. And if they discriminate in any way, shape, or form online or engage in any type of censorship or editorial decision-making, then it will be illegal, illegal for those tech companies to display ads through their platform to any resident of that state. Oh, yes. This will be a huge financial price. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if 30 some states, I don't know what the exact number is, but over half the states in this country state that if you discriminate, if you censor, if you throttle, if you employ the use of these fact checkers, that you will not be able to display ads to anybody in that state. Right, that it will be a crime for you to display ads to anybody in that state, what that will do to social media, what that's going to do to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, right? to Google's search, right? What's going to happen there? Do you know what a heavy price that would be? And they can't claim First Amendment. We're not saying they can't operate. We can't, we're not saying they can't provide a service. We're just saying that if you violate the requirements of Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act, you cannot profit from your fraud, right? And these states will make sure it's very defined what fraud is, claiming to be one thing while doing something else, which is what Facebook does, right? Which is what Twitter does. They claim to be a platform when really they are publishers. So if you go off and start enacting laws across this country, that bans them from being able to make money through advertisements on their platform to anybody in your state, should they continue their engagement in censorship and these fake fact checkers? What kind of price will that be? What will that do to Mark Zuckerberg and fake book and the shit that's called Twitter? Huh? Can you imagine that? And then they should immediately file lawsuits against these companies for fraud, because what these companies do is fraud, claiming that they are a neutral platform for ideas under Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act, and then say that in exchange for you accessing this, quote, platform, you just need to pay us in the form of data on you. And then they turn around and they go through and engage in all this publishing activity, censoring what you can and cannot say, that is down outright fraud. And every state controlled by Republicans should file a lawsuit and lawsuit now while they are also simultaneously enacting the laws to prevent them from being able to display ads to people of their state if they continue to engage in such fraudulent activity. And no, that, that's not the end of it. Oh, there is more that we can do to enact a heavy price. And yes, of course, it goes without saying that the Republicans in each one of these states need to take a massive stand against out-of-control activist judges and judges in their state that are engaged in subverting the laws and the Constitution to their political opinions with such overt, over-the-top, illegal and illegitimate rulings 
must go through an impeachment process. Now, you won't be able to do a whole lot about federal judges, but at least at the state level, you can purge them of these activist judges should through the impeachment process should they continue to engage in illegal, illegitimate rulings. Okay, now getting back into what we can do to enact a heavy price, such a massive price that they will view Joe Biden sitting in the White House as nothing but a complete and total loss, nothing but a complete and total defeat and surrender of any hope of ever having power in this country again. Okay, so what's the next thing that can be done in all states controlled by the Republican and the legislature and the governorships? They should immediately pass laws that bans any and all public schools in that state from being able to promote Black Lives Matter propaganda, from being able to teach anything related to critical race theory, and to ban anything related to the teaching of transgenderism. Oh, yes, we're going to ban all of that in the public schools. And we're banning any type of teaching or promotion of that in the public schools. They should immediately do that. All right, now what else can we do to ensure the integrity and safety of the future of this country? Pass more laws. Require all high school students to learn the Constitution, to actually read what the Constitution says verbatim, along with all the original arguments, statements, and written intentions of every amendment in the Constitution as explained by the author of that amendment. And also make sure to teach the true history of the United States, how it was the Democrats, that were the ones behind slavery, segregation, the KKK, and how the Republican Party was the party that stood up and ended all of that. All right, sorry, I had to take a little bit of a break there, even though I was on a roll. The kids were getting very rowdy, very noisy, and I really need to invest in a soundproof room or figure out how to get more soundproofing into my studio here. Okay, so we were talking about the schools and the things that they can do to teach the schools to cut off any further rise of leftists, at least in red-leaning states. So how about this? In addition to teaching about the true history of slavery and the Democrats' involvement in it, we go through and we make sure that history classes in our states teach about the true evils of socialism, how everywhere there's ever been a socialist country, it has been marred with mass corruption, but not just mass corruption, but death, destruction, starvation how it destroys civilization and is only there to benefit the very top personnel of government and everyone else suffers while also teaching about everything that capitalism has brought to the world, how it has advanced civilization more in less than 300 years than what we have seen in the previous 5,000 years, how it has vastly diminished global starvation with massive food supplies, how everybody today lives better. Even the poorest among us live better than what the richest among us lived just a hundred years ago. That is capitalism. So we got to make sure that they know about that as well as teaching about true science, true biology, 
the undeniable truth about the distinctions between boys and girls and just real science and not any of that climate garbage crap that the left keeps pushing, man-made climate change. Okay, so ensuring that they know exactly about that. And while they are talking, talking about the evils of socialism, make sure they understand how every evil dictator rose to power, how they promised free stuff from the government paid for by the rich, how they promised it was all going to be a utopia, and how they were always claiming to be on the right side of history while enacting unabridged violence against anybody who had a differing political view than them. Let them know exactly what the Democrats stand for, what exactly the Democrats are promoting. Okay, now I do have a very long list here, and I don't think I'm going to be able to get through it all, but here are some other things that we can do to inflict maximum pain on the Democrats for this blatant and overt theft. Theft. Roe v. Wade, effectively eliminated. All right. In Republican states. Now I get it. There's the whole, you know, illegitimate Supreme Court ruling that had no basis in the Constitution. I get that. But we are going to regulate out of business Planned Parenthood and abortion clinics. We we are going to go scorched earth on abortion here. I mean, you thought that getting rid of President Trump and this massive coup was going to be the end of it and that you can get back to the swamp as usual. Hell no. Right now, President Trump, whether he's able to retain office or you successfully complete this coup, is the de facto leader of the Republican Party. They are going to be under such enormous pressure from every Republican voter in this country, from every Trump supporter in this country, that they won't even be able to take a squat unless we say they can. There is not going to be any room for them to do anything without our direct approval. And our direct approval is going to be based off of what Trump would have promoted. There is not going to be a damn thing that the Democrats are going to be able to do in any place where any Republican holds power in any branch or in any chamber. You just made Donald Trump the most powerful person in this entire country by making him a martyr in this fraudulent election, this coup. Okay, so we're going to obliterate Roe v. Wade. We're going to regulate the hell out of them. We need to enact uh, oversight boards that are going to audit everything Planned Parenthood does operating in Republican-controlled states, audit their books, audit their finances, audit every last inch of their operation. It's going to be illegal for them to sell off any body parts, any fetal body tissue from any abortion conducted within the state of a, that Republicans control. And it will be illegal, completely illegal, for them to transport or export any fetal body tissue out of the state. They're not going to be able to push people into abortion. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're going to be regulated like none other. Their books are going to be examined every last square inch of it. They're going to they want to be treated because remember the Roe v. Wade tried to claim that abortion was a medical procedure. Well, they're going to be regulated like medical providers where any non-medically necessary abortion is going to be regulated out. Every abortion is going to have to be justifiably medical, right? There's going to need to be an actual medical reason 
and those medical reasons are going to be examined for oversight. Oh, yes. We're going to go completely scorched earth and punishing you on the left. And Republicans across this country and every place they hold power are going to be under enormous pressure because you want to stop or you want to prevent people from rising up and exercising the Second Amendment. Oh, payback. Everything that you have ever done is going to be returned tenfold. You have made a martyr. You have pissed off tens of millions of Americans in this coup. And our only goal at this point in time is to inflict as much pain and suffering so that you view Biden illegitimately holding office as nothing less than a complete and total failure. Other laws that should be immediately passed in every Republican-controlled state involves elections. Oh, yeah. I got more on elections here. From now on, you should pass laws that state it is illegal, illegal under your state's law for any group or person outside of your state to be able to contribute, finance, or campaign in that state's state elections. That means illegal for any outside groups to spend money on Senate races within that state. Illegal for any outside group with no connections to your state to run campaign ads within your state. Make it completely and totally illegal for any group, organization, or person to do any type of campaign or engage in any type of election uh, activity within your state. No outside groups whatsoever. No more Hollywood trying to go around into Texas and Georgia and all these Republican states trying to campaign for Democrats. Oh, no, no, no. That That should be made illegal. Now, Yes, you know, it's impossible to outlaw that in the presidential race, right? But for any other down ballots, House races, Senate races, state houses, state senates, governorships, any local offices, completely and totally illegal for anybody outside of that state to contribute our campaign in those elections which I don't get why they're legally able to at this particular moment, but that should be cut off completely. Now, I have thought of some other things that we can do, and I won't be able to discuss them in detail, but I do just want to mention at least these la- these two provisions. I mean, they're the last two I'm going to be able to state on this podcast, but I just want to be able to get them out there. See, they think they're going to be able to start going through and um, tear down all the walls that Trump has built up to secure our borders from illegal immigration. So here's what state legislatures and every Republican state should be doing. They should be passing laws to make it a state crime for any company, corporation, or business to knowingly hire anybody within their state illegally. And by definition, anybody in the country illegally is in the state illegally. You're not necessarily going to touch the illegal immigrants. You're going to go after the businesses that hire them. And what do you think is going to happen when illegal immigrants are not able 
to get employment or to have any financial ability to survive. You know, if they if left wing country uh, states want to go through and have their states flooded with a bunch of illegal immigrants, fine. You know, they're they're going to ignore federal law. Okay, but you know what? Good luck handling all that. Good luck handling that massive increase. Uh, so yes, you're going to make it uh, a, a state crime punishable with imprisonment for hiring anybody within your that is in your state illegally. And you know what? As far as it goes for politicians and all that, anybody within your state that knowingly gives aid and support to illegal immigrants and those and those illegal immigrants go out and commit a state crime, those people should then be held accountable as accessories to the crime. Yeah? Oh, that will end illegal immigration within the state borders damn quick. All right, well, there is a lot more uh, that I can go through and talk about as a thing uh, that we can do to inflict pain, to deliver back tenfold every last thing that they have done over the last four years, how much we can make them suffer for this illegal, unconstitutional, fraudulent election, for this overthrow of democracy. And the Senate, you know, now that I think about it, what, another thing that the Senate should do is Mitch McConnell should create a new position within the Senate. A new position for Donald J. Trump where he is the de facto leader of the Senate Republicans. Oh, yes, where he has oversight authority. Oh, yes, put him on. I mean, yes, we see that our elected leaders usually have oversight over uh, all these Senate hearings. You should create a new Senate committee with oversight authority over every office of the executive branch. And you should appoint President Trump as the chairman of that committee. Oh, yes. And what do you think President Trump is going to do on his way out the door? It's going to be scorched earth. Everything related to Spygate is going to be declassified, unredacted, and immediately released to the public. Everything involving the Biden crime family, immediately declassified, unredacted, and released to the public. There will be nothing, absolutely nothing, Biden will ever be able to do or ever accomplish during his illegitimate occupation of the White House. It is scorched earth time. We are not rolling over and playing dead. We are not accepting this complete farce. We are not waving the white flag of surrender. Your overthrow of democracy through this massive voter fraud is going to be the most painful experience 
you on the left will ever know politically. That's it for this episode. Please share this. Leave me a rating and review. Let's get this flooded. And let's build up such massive, overwhelming support for the agenda that I laid out that Republicans must implement throughout every state we hold control. Thank you so much. I'll be back again Thursday.